Behind the Bunker is filmed in front of a live chat room audience. Hello, guys, and welcome to Behind the Bunker. It is Monday night. It is uh, 8 o'clock. Thank you for tuning in. This week's episode is 635, podcast number 513. My name is Todd Ansich. Thank you for tuning in. As I said, this is our weekly paintball podcast. Now, I don't have a Josh Zubis and Burkus with me again. He's uh, filming his own podcast tonight, but we'll have him back hopefully next week. But we have uh, Gavin Sharma from Terratech Industries. I make up for Josh as well. Thank you, ladies and <laughs> gentlemen, for, for joining us this evening. Monday night, 8.05-ish. This is your weekly routine, I hope. Uh, make sure you hit that like, share, and tag a friend or three in the chat so they know what's going on tonight. Uh, we're going to be keeping an eye on that chat as well, so... Make sure you type something in there. We'll try to read it out. Uh, stay tuned. It's going to be a great show. I promise you that. Could it be a ritual instead um, of a routine? Let's explore a little. We'll unpack yeah, it a little bit. We'll, yeah, I we'll, like it. We'll see if we can start pushing a cult status I'm here. I'm wondering if uh, <laughs> we can do some fellowship. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, speaking of fellowship, we have uh, Joe Kimson from Flaggers Paintball. Hey, and greetings and thanks for tuning in tonight to a Beautiful Behind the Bunker. It's Monday night. It's garbage, garbage night. And we're going to take out the trash, but not before we give you a fantastic uh, paintball show and talk about stuff in the industry. Just like last week, we learned a lot from our friend Tom Cole. We'll touch more on that later on. But until then, pew pew. Yeah, if you guys haven't had a chance, go back and uh, watch last week's episode or listen to last week's episode. Tom Cole, president of the uh, National X-Ball League, probably one of the most informed people in the industry of paintball. He has his finger on the pulse, my friend. I, I would say he has three fingers on the pulse. Um, and uh, he, he, he does, he definitely answered some questions that uh, we've all been uh, asking in the last few few years on the show, like, why is paintball not in the Olympics? And, you know, we thought he'd have some sort of weird answer, but what he said made a lot of sense. And I'm not going to give any spoilers away, but you definitely want to go back and listen this to that. This is a highlight show we're doing. It's a live show. <laughs> a new show. one, all right? We're not we doing your homework. We don't have to recap everything. <laughs> go back and watch it yourself. Um, Archdog73 says nobody can fill Josh's britches. <laughs> no, no, but he'll be back hopefully next week. Um, so, yeah, check that out. And he was uh, promoting also uh, not only NXL, but the summit that's happening in a couple of weeks. And the we'll get to summit. that. <laughs> we'll get but, to that you know, in a minute I, as well. I, 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 one of the things that I found most interesting, and I made a few notes, and I don't want to take up too much of everyone's time because you didn't tune in to listen to me, but. He, we talked That's about. That's true. Well, they the, sort of did. We we talked. I guess they did. Kind of. Uh, they want 20, a quarter of you. Twenty five percent. I was just saying. <laughs> so the NXL books. I thought this is a neat takeaway. From NXL World Cup in Orlando, they book six thousand room nights over the that whatever period when people start to roll into setup. So six thousand room nights are booked for NXL. That's pretty cool. Um, TV TV trends are changing. Viewer way people watch TV and. Uh, fast channels are something we talked about. Then they also used 10 tractor trailer loads of paintballs. That's 24 skids per tractor trailer load. A trailer load. So that's trailer load. 240 skids, each with 120 cases of paint on it. That's 28,800 uh, cases of paint. That's pretty crazy. So that's a lot of paintballs being shot in Orlando. And... Also, I thought that when Tom was talking about, you know, paintball as far as growth, and we did it, and the whole the whole show, and if you go back and listen to it and watch it and whatever, however you enjoy Behind the Bunker in Rewind, um, we are talking about, he was at a show and where, where other sports were promoting to different markets, and he was the only one that didn't have his name of what he was doing on his logo or in the name like the hobby horse people had hobby horse the roller skaters had the roller skaters inline hockey one wheel um whatever pickleball all had so thus thus the name um what is it called major Pro league major league paintball, paintball. <laughs> sorry no that's okay major league paintball and the and the the logo is somewhat more from major league baseball and other other major league basketball so we're we're in Paintball, as far as growth, I think you, you, you could see sort of a shift as more people try to watch it and try to enjoy it. That's all. Yeah, I think it's definitely well, definitely worth a, uh, a go back and listen if you haven't had a chance. And that, I know most of you guys listen to the podcast and probably had a chance to see it. So, cool. Uh, a couple things I want to talk to you about tonight is uh, what is your main and backup marker? 
Uh, we're going to ask you guys, if you're watching us right now, you can be in the live chat. You can uh, ask, answer those questions when we, we, sorry, when we talk about that shortly. Uh, by the way, someone in the live chat, uh, not sure if you recognize the name, Command Russell. Hey. So glad I'm not the only one, or not glad he's not the one cleaning up that paint. Hey, Command, how are I you, I wish we were cleaning up paint right now, Command. Right. I wish we were cleaning up paint. Um, if you guys head to behindthebunker.com, not sure where you're watching us, if it's on Facebook or on YouTube, but head to behindthebunker.com, you can get one of these. This is the new merch that we have. Uh, well, one of them. There's lots on the store. There's, uh, I'll show you. There's, uh, this is the one I'm wearing now. You can also get it in another fade. And uh, these colors, colorways were, spo were uh, inspired by um, some of the autocockers. Uh, remember, Joe, the Resurrections, they had yes. some limited runs. You can also get it in the hoodie as well. Uh, we have some t-shirt designs in uh, multiple different colors. You can get the standard podcast logo. You can get some with even paint splats on it to represent paint. Uh, so yeah, head on over to BehindTheBunker.com and there will be more merch dropping within the next two weeks, so stay tuned for that as that well. That is a tasty t-shirt you have on, my friend, and I don't think you can see that from the uh, the shop, but your sleeve. What do you got in your sleeve? Other sleeve, my friend. Oh, yeah, yeah, look at a that. Macrophone. Eh? Right. Right. A little right. macrophone, as uh, my friend Sebastian Meunier is watching He's in the right chat now. right now, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Speaking of Seb, I'll skip ahead. I was going to talk about this a sec. He said uh, he spotted this in Waterloo, just outside his house. Gentleman standing at the bus stop, and you can see what he circled there. He's wearing his uh, paintball goggles. Oh, those are events. Look at those. That's crazy. Now, I know it's cold. I get it. But does that offer you any sort of protection no, out there? From wind and if it's, if it's tinted glasses or tinted lenses, yeah. I know that people watching the Buffalo Bills game the other day in the storm yep. had to wear them, and we talked about it last week, but I don't like, I don't know. Whatever. We've had some pretty frigid days over the last uh, couple of days this uh, we have. last week. It's been, it's been unseasonably cool. Yeah. Says your lady friend. Gavin's been rather frigid these last couple of weeks. Ew. Fridge him too. <laughs> Jeff Thompson, um, we want tiger stripe hoodies, not cheap knockoffs. That's not cheap knockoffs. You don't yeah, need yeah. it. You got to feel the quality here. I am working on it. We're, we're we're making sure that all the bugs and kinks are worked out of our production. Um, once that's done, then we are going to have a run of tiger stripe hoodies. Um, I guarantee you, I just have to get them in stock. Um, yeah, so hopefully you guys en enjoy some of that. And uh, right now they're doing we're doing a low merch uh, sale price of twenty nine Canadian. So which is what? That's like like $6? Yeah. yeah. So if you guys are checking us out from the US, it's $29 Canadian. So when you guys And go I don't to shop, know what that is. Uh, so one yeah. friend uh, in the chat from Malaysia this evening. So he can he can purchase yeah. Canadian goods and yeah. ship to Malaysia. You know, sort of the flip side of what we usually do. Maybe in the after show. It's like we'll, cannibalism. <laughs> maybe in the after show we'll talk about why we enjoy when people watch us from Malaysia. Um, oh yeah. Paintball.media has their new online magazine up. I forgot to talk about it last week, but we were busy with Tom. Uh, so head on over to Paintball.media and check out their online digital magazine. Less than 50 days away for Pretty. Las Vegas' first event of 2024. Of what, what league? Uh, the Major League Paintball. Oh, there you go. Yeah. They're going to be bringing you the Summit, which is... The uh, The industry conference and trade show. If you go, So if you're part of the industry or think you are, Go over to Major League Paintball's website and follow the links to get there. Uh, as a player, you can head over to the Players' Party that's going to happen on Sunday night, as well as the Industry Party and Awards Show. Uh, that's all happening at the Sahara. And a question regarding the merch. Dan and Hardy wants to know, where do I get the Bugs and Kinks one? The Bugs and Kinks one? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the hidden one. If you find it, you win. Um, so, yeah, if you want... Bring your lady friend to Vegas. Tell her you're going to take her to the show at the Sahara. She, she may not, you know, she may think it's Cirque du Soleil or she may think it's like Michael Bublé or who else before uh, Celine Dion. Which happens quite often in Vegas. If you go to Vegas, you leave single. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. There you go. A um, couple other quick events we want to talk to you guys about. Action scenario events. ASE Blackhawk Down starting out in March. Uh, that's going to be uh, actually for any of these. Check out officialpaintball.com. Uh, any of these uh, these event posters that you're going to see. Uh, fire 
for effect. Actually, sorry, I lied. Check out AESPaintballParks.com. And uh, so there's that what's happening on this 18th and 19th. The brand. Woo. Joe wasn't listening, so I had to put, I had to oh, put the, the, the need, sound effects oh, in. Yes. We need coconuts in the uh, studio. We used to have them. Take Yeah, take your top off and put a different one on, Gavin. <laughs> uh, Fight Club happening in November. True Blood also happening in November. And the one I'm looking forward to is the Christmas Vacation. When's that happening? Uh, I reckon December. Reckon yada. Yeah, yeah. Uh, proud to uh, help sponsor and promote action scenario events. Ryan does a great job. And we're, uh, yeah, if you guys are looking for some, definitely events to attend. Head on over and check that out. Um, we talked about the awesome new merch. We talked about uh, Josh not being here. Why don't we get right into the show tonight, guys? We have mail time questions. We have lightning round. We have prices right. We have from the vault. We have antiques road show, and we have our topic to deal with. So strap in, strap on, lube up, whatever you got to do. Let's hit the vault, and we'll be right back. Hey, it's uh, Joe from Flaggers Paintball here with another segment of from the vault, where we go back in history, back into the early days of paintball. And I show you that something kind of neat, something that's kind of cool, something that's definitely old. And as we approach Christmas 2021, people start thinking, what would you like from the vault? I think on some people's vault Christmas list, there would be this. You might want an inbox version of the survival game Splatmaster. So after the Nelspot 007 came out, the survival game came out with their very own proprietary marker and it was the Splatmaster. Um, it was pretty cool. Uh, polymer construction, 12 gram went in the bottom. No, no grip panel came off or anything like that. This was unthreaded. 12 gram went in nose first and you quickly screwed this in. Had a, a single, single figure, finger trigger an integrated safety as well which was kind of cool instructions and safety were written on the side to cock it you pushed it back like so and pulled the trigger you can the way the impact sounds from the trigger when you pull the trigger of the hammer and springs you can tell this this puppy's shooting hot but that's okay because you know the, the splat master came with some amazing uh, safety goggles that would give you lots of coverage. So this is what uh, you were issued, and this is what many players were wearing, were wearing at the time the Splatmaster came out. So we had sort of gone away from safety glasses to these uh, safety goggles. You'll notice they have no ear protection, no chin protection, no forehead protection, but they would go on your face and maybe fit and you could probably wear them with eyeglasses and these ones were a chemical goggle to prevent splashes so anyway thanks for all watching the christmas one of the christmas editions of uh from the vault as we look at the national survival game splatmaster i'll see you then pew pew Hey guys, Todd Anthony from Behind the Bunker. This is our weekly segment called Antique Paintball Roadshow. Check it out. Okay. All right, this week's episode, Kenny's got something super special. What do you got? Yeah, have the Splatmaster uh, marker here, signed by Bob Guernsey himself. Ah, look at that. And what era would this have been? This would have been the uh, mid-80s. Uh, obviously, the four uh, tubes you could refill uh, in your gun and rotate it. And, uh, Powered by 12 grams here too. Pretty awesome. And here we are back at Behind the Bunker with a brand new Splatmaster. This one I think came to Todd courtesy of Greg Muller. But G Mall. G Mall. <laughs> that's his that's his gangster name. Um so the, these are, you know, these were the first, probably the first Polymar paintball marker, you know, plastic marker ever. Um, actually, no, the Mark One was a uh, plastic body as well, but this this was pretty bulletproof. And this, you know, you had the Nell Spot, you had the Sheridan, um, Brass Eagle Nightmare came out just after this Mark One Uzi, 
You had a couple people making off-brand, you know, um, Crossman 50 caliber guns, but this was the first 68 caliber actual production paintball markers. Pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sebastian Meunier is uh, rooting for Matt the Crypt, our producer for president. Oh, Prime Minister. I I thought DeSantos endorsed you, Matt, but apparently not. No, uh, Nikki Haley did. <laughs> is that who it is? Yeah. yeah. Uh, no longer will he be called Sanctimonious. <laughs> oh, well. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Move on. All right. Speaking of which, remember this in a moment when we do lightning round, because there might be... Anyways. So we have mail time to get to, Gavin. I don't know if you're ready. We have the topic to get to. We have lightning round and prices right. Shall we get some mail time questions done? These were asked uh, a couple weeks ago over the last two weeks. So maybe we'll get maybe two or three in. If- mail time. Mail time. Mail time. I like that nickname, by the way. <laughs> Welcome to Mail Time, ladies and gentlemen. Time where I get to rip open my sack and read some of the correspondence that you, my folks and friends, have sent in. Uh, let's go to the first one from Tezzy Smith, uh, who I believe is in the chat as well. He says, paintball fields in the same area. Plan your big games. Speedball. That's not really a question, but why doesn't why don't fields coordinate uh, their their big games and their events so that more and more folks can attend uh, multiple I events. Can give you Let's lay it, lay it on us there. I think it has to a lot has to do with timing. Um, there's only so many weekends a year you can have it. You can if you work with the field operator, you can usually space them out a couple weeks. But by the, in Canada, if you look at May, one weekend in May is eaten up with a long weekend, and it, and it may be different in the states, but typically events aren't hosted on a long weekend then you have july july 1st there's another long weekend august 4th of july in the states august 1st in canada's a civic holiday then you have labor day then in october you have thanksgiving so if you start looking at the entire paintball season as a whole and you look at the tournament events you look at when you can host other events then you have to sort of look at long weekends before long weekends school ending different dates when easter falls things like that there's only so many weekends that you can host yeah. an event and other fields have to host events and people want to host events and even if you look at the other side of scenario and, and talk about speedball everybody kind of waits for nxl to get their dates out because they are the big you know the big the big show once their dates are released there's only as joe said a handful of viable weekends left and as much as you don't want to step on the other field's toes you want to you know get as many people as possible it's hard and i don't know about the states but in canada every month from may to november has a long weekend in it so Charles Holton says, F the other field seems to be the standard answer. Uh, and William Bailey <laughs> has a great answer. Only 13 weekends available. You can't use holidays. So he's been saying that for 20 plus years. So everything you've sort of highlighted, Joe, in terms of a limp, particularly those areas of the world that are limited in your paintball season in terms of how busy it is, uh, you're right. So it's a competition for resources and the resources the weekend time. Then, uh, then also, um, if you're in an area that is indu- industrial-based or automotive-based, um, they shut down for two to four weeks in most of the factories and plant like GM, you know, GM, Chevy, Dodge, Toyota all have plant shutdowns and people go away. So you, you, you have to. Then you get those selfish mothers who want a day, you know, and then we get a Father's Day on a, you know, so that's two weekends that's two too. Two weekends as those well. They're not even mothers. natural holidays. So. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's religious and non-sequitur holidays. So it's, I mean, there's... Eh. It's hard. You're lucky that we can find weekends to go out and play. Yeah, But I, yeah. I hear what you're saying because, I mean, there's some fantastic events and sometimes they're competing for the same weekends. That pulls teams away from each other who makes, and, and, you know, uh, to make the event large. But, um, you know, people got to do what they got to do to survive. And, you know, a lot of people travel, but there's still a segment of the population that doesn't want to travel. They want to stay at their home field. So whatever offerings that they have yeah. there, um, that's going to bring the local market there. Yeah. And, you know, you also have the wives and girlfriends planning vacations, not really aware or, or, or caring about paintball events, really. No no disrespect to all women or, or girlfriends, but you know what I mean? Let's they say partners. 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 Yeah, there we go. Uh, 
Um, so yeah, so I mean, it, you, you have your significant other who may not know paintball events and, and they book a cottage or a weekend away or a spa day or something like that. So it's hard. And then, you know, you have children too. They have their extracurricular activities. First comes T-ball and little Gavin soccer Football, and tethered swimming. Ball. Yeah. It was TS for me. Yeah, little little Zuby's tether ball and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I get it. All right. Uh, hopefully that I, answered. It was a long winded. Wow, answer, that's but, depressing, everybody. <laughs> yeah, so if you I'll find never. any chance to get out of the house, All do right. it. So uh, yeah, log <laughs> off right now, folks. Um, <laughs> it's only going to go downhill. From go there. blotch out your calendar. Block it out. All right. Next question comes to us from Jason Downs. He wants to know why the whole industry still gears everything towards speedball. He understands promoting the sport, but constantly pushing speedball and ignoring other styles of play is not helping the sport at all. It seems like such a small percentage of uh, players are on the pro or divisional teams. A few thousand players are just what they need, or a few thousand players are ones that need the $1,800 market marker. Uh, so the rest just want to do something affordable, reliable, and uh, they want more offerings for uh, I, for, I th- for, for folks. In- After talking to Tom Cole last week, I think you're going to see a bit of a, a, a bit shift? of a shift in. Um, how paintball is marketed, how it's sold to the general public, how it's viewed, what you can view, where you're going to see it. I think you're going to probably see a bit of a, a shift, and maybe we, maybe the industry is going back to its grassroots and and trying some different approaches to marketing. But I, you know, the NXL, Major League Paintball, the Summit, they're they're an industry leader, and I think. They've realized they're maybe the industry leader and they are going to lead the industry hopefully back to bigger and better things behind the bunker. Oh, did you like that? And it doesn't matter whether the bunker's inflatable, whether it's made out of a sandbag, whether it's a piece of big O tubing, but it's a a bunker is a bunker is a bunker. You know, I, I don't you know usually push people to go back and listen to our podcast but you guys are really pushing for people to go back and listen to last week's podcast uh, you know what it was a pretty it was a pretty good it was a pretty eye-opening a pretty good it, like so i'm almost expecting to have like a 30 second teaser like last week on macgyver oh, <laughs> you know what with, with the highlights we do one sh- good show i know we're gonna us. milk it for yeah, yeah so You're poking fun at us we tried um, George Hayes says a lot of higher division speedballers won't play the weekend uh, before a big speedball event because of chance of injury. Right. Also practice too. I mean, the weekend leading up to a speedball major speedball event is a a must if you're um, if you're on a team. Even lower divisional teams, that is a must. You cannot miss the week before because at that point you already have the field layout re- ready to go, and by then you should be having that. You should know that inside and out. Be hammering that down. So. Um, and it's too bad because, you know, a player is a player. It'd be nice to have those extra bodies, right? And uh, Charles Holton wants to know, why do you guys live in Canada? <laughs> um, That's where my parents born to me. We just happen to get lucky, I guess. There you go, buddy. Yeah. Blessed. Let's <laughs> say blessed. blessed. That's true. That's true. Uh, okay. Sorry. Uh, Wolf Critchlow wants to know, what are you changing in your paintball life? for 2024 how timely as the new year has kicked off what's going to be different in your paintball life for this year i think for me personally i'd like to play more i've talked to a couple of people about a few events and i kind of got an itch to maybe go out and play again a little more so there's a few events this year that i might like to go in and hit up um and i'm gonna need a new pair of goggles too that's another thing for 2024 I need lenses for me. I'm good with my goggles. Just, Are you? Yeah. But yeah. Uh, you're right. I'm. I'm. 2024 is the year of uh, pew pewing for uh, for Gavin. So I want to check out some large events, um, and uh, I want to play some rec ball again. So I will. I'm traveling circus, traveling a uh, dog and pony show, and I uh, will take my marker and pew pew wherever I can. You know, weekends are hard to get time. Most people. I miss the fact that we used to be able to play on a Tuesday night. Tuesday was my favorite paintball And people night. think, wow, you guys play in the middle of the week? But it's great because a Tuesday night, typically there's not usually extracurricular stuff for your kids because that's usually on the weekend or a few you know, sporadic weekdays. 
but we just figured a Tuesday night and it happened to work out well. Um, Why I loved it too is everybody was there for the exact same reason to play and they want to squeeze as many games in before the sun went down. value paintball. Absolutely. So, you know, on the weekend, you you can sort of stroll around and sort of play casual, lazy, fair uh, paintball. But on a Tuesday night, it was just like, it was game after game after game. So, and that's, that's kind of why Behind the Bunker is on Monday nights. Because we used to have Correct. Tuesdays off and we did like, you know, because we would go play paintball. And in the winter, we weren't playing Tuesday night paintball so much. So we decided to do Behind the Bunker on the Tuesday night. And then as the summer hit, it was like, you know what? We're missing our paintball night. So we moved Behind the Bunker up a night to Monday and it's been yeah. there ever since. So. Yeah, we could well, be we, doing Tuesday we, nights again. We've we've been doing, or Flagler's has been hosting Tuesday nights since. Gosh, Steve Russell used to come down to the uh, since the early nineties. Well, uh, some of our viewers want to plug their ears, uh, but it was an airsoft night originally because you didn't have to move your trailer, and so we just have batteries, have one charged at home, and you can play. And then, you know, more and more people wanted to come down to play paintball, so that we, we'd alternated between airsoft one week and then paintball the other week. And then paintball started growing more. Yeah, you started intro- because this was just for staff and friends. And then people would start booking on Tuesdays, and all of a sudden, just like airsoft died off, and it was just heavy paintball. And then yeah. Tuesday night mission paintball because you wanted to introduce scenario component yep. of it as well. Yeah, Dan Hardy says paintball fit does glow mech night during the week. I've seen that, and I'd really like to get there and try some of that. That looks really fun. Oh, twenty twenty four will see me come out and play a few times again for the first time in a few years. That is our friend Kavan Russell. Kavan, go Kavan. Good nice. But you. the question is, so there's lots of people in his shoes that kind of disappear from the sport for a little while and then comes back. What will you be shooting? Because there's a lot of guys that we've seen over the last few years that kind of disappear, then they come back, but then they have like two to six year old equipment, right? Um, or ten, and it's yeah, just- it depends on how many kids they've had. Or yeah, how is your youngster doing, Kevin? <laughs> Maybe that's why he hasn't been playing. No, that's not true. Um, that's a good segue to the topic of what's your primary and secondary markers. Oh, isn't that a good one? Look at producer Matt. <laughs> good for you. <laughs> it's like he has the show. He, yeah. I'm uh, trying. <laughs> He's trying to move along so he can get the hell out of here. Before we do that, should we talk about COVID? He just left. Uh, one thing we should talk about before we get to that is Planet Eclipse. From the point man to podium, Planet Eclipse performance paintball hardware and gear is designed, manufactured, and perfected to operate when the pressure is on or when there's no pressure at all. Get Planet Eclipse and take on the world. EG, the smoke grenade company, has been providing the players, the playmakers, and the photographers, the storytellers with battlefield brilliance, brilliant colors, and creating wonderfully brilliant tales since 2005. Make sure your next adventure includes EG. Hashtag pop smoke. Oh, Ruthless, I do have a Ruthless fleet. Ruthless is a versatile crew of industry. I cannot read his writing. <laughs> Make it up. Vets <laughs> and innovative enthusiasts dedicated to producing not just outstanding products, but also outstanding customer service. Use our promo code BTP15 to secure 50% off your next order. Exalt, often imitated or copied, but never duplicated. The Exalt brand is constantly evolving to keep you out front and in the game. It is tournament ready, battle proven, and available worldwide. Charles Holton in the live chat says, finally, something scripted. DLX Technologies, creators of the TM40 markers and accessories used by some of the best light, sleek, and fast. The TM40 only available from DLX. Whether you are riding on pavement, pathway, sand, or gravel, you can blaze your own trail with a one wheel and before you ride off into the sunset or sunrise, use promo code BTP10 for 10% off at ride509.com. Is everything bigger in Texas? It is the Tank's Big Man Adventure Park, Houston's one stop for all ages action. Tank hits its target every time with jelly ball, low impact and regular paintball, airsoft and axe throwing. Book your next adventure with the big man. Hashtag get tanks. Thank you to all of our great sponsors. And uh, thank you to for, for Matt, our producer, for coming up with a good segue, but not quite as good as Kavan. Kavan in the live chat says, I'll be shooting when I come back to play paintball. My new G-Tech 180R with my Outcast Auto po- Cocker as my backup. Boom. Ooh, look at that. And with that, guys, we'd like to... Uh, uh, 
yeah, tonight's topic is uh, what is your primary and secondary uh, markers? And we're going to get into that in just a moment here. And feel free to put them up in the live chat. I know it's going pretty quick, but if I see something, I can probably quickly, um, yeah, quickly get, uh, get it on the show. Dennis uh, says, which one? I have nine. <laughs> Must be nice. I wish I had Dennis money. Uh, Christopher McKenna says his Etha 3M was the backup uh, to his Geo 4, but lately the Geo has been in the back seat as the backup. Jeff Thompson in the live chat says, yep, had to buy new markers after my 10-year hiatus. Currently using an M170R. Nice choice for my main and an EMEC for my backup. Uh, about uh, And about 10 that make 10 an appearance for a couple of times a year. Yeah, so there you go. So he's got himself an M170R and an EMEC. Mike Thompson says some fields don't like the Timmy because he refused to give it the ramping abilities. Ramping! Ramping! Uh, so lately he's been playing with his level 7, level seven power feed auto mag with conquer threaded adapter. Wow. That's sacrilegious. I got it. Auto mag with auto conquer threads? Dude, I, ha- I have a 68 classic <laughs> with, uh, with yeah. uh, yep. I have um, Happy Holton is what a question. Depends on the game. Local walking in my local walk on my PGP or Phantom scenario like my black gold model 98 or my sniper 2 for mechanical. I have a nice M170 and a twister Etha M3M for that for MagFed and my PEM M100 uh, M4 Tipman M4 carbine and for electric guns I have a PESL 98 and an axe, neither of which nice. I've ever played with. <laughs> Gary in the live chat says uh, his amp and his secondary is his Lux 2.0. And Kenny Stewart, to me, kind of has this backwards, but maybe it's better that way for him. He says he loses his classic 98 custom with his A5 as his backup. Nice. And, and Devin Schwartz, the Schwarzenegger. <laughs> uh, he has a, t- a tip and A5 is always his main, and the backup is just another tip and A5. Nice. Michael Marino in the live chat. Nice to see you, sir. Says, Don't laugh. I shoot a red Sonics Pro 90 degree. You know what? If it works, it works, my friend. I mean, there's still people out there driving. I was going to say a lot of, but no one's going to know what the heck I that do. is. Um, Andy Belke, an EMF 100 primary carry, a TIPX on my hip as a secondary, and I use a Hammer 7 for funsies or if I'm playing rentals. Funsies. Funsies. Jeff Tyrone, an E-Tech 5 and a mechanical ion. Kyle Gowan says, both the same because they never failed. Tipman 98 custom. Yeah, there you go. Um, Joe Lemieux, Mini Axe, BE Paxton's E-Tech, and a Splatmaster pump. Kevin Norton on uh, Facebook had posted, he has an ETH 3 as his main marker, and then an Empire Mini as his backup. That Mini's never going to get used. Uh, Kelly Kim says, as a woodfaller now plays Maine as an Emac since getting back into the paintball, but has a healthy number of old markers to run just in case. Pump Sniper, Modified uh, Spider, and uh, there's always the A5s and Tracers. Lisa yeah. Weber, three markers. Only own three markers. All tip, and I switch it to my 98 and my feed on. There you go. And that's a thing. Like, you can spout off any gun here, but if it works and, and you, you, know, you do well with it, then... You know, it, it's really just a name at that point. Uh, I am surprised. To, yeah, I, I mean, I'm not surprised by some of these guns as, as their mains or their backups. Uh, Beaver says it was a SAR-12 for his main for, uh, and then an FSC sidearm. Um, and then used an EMF-100 as backup. I guess the SAR-12 is what it is, but I, I'd almost start the other way around. Wolf uses a die dam, backups a die M3. John Jones says for MagFed, EMF 100, you don't need a backup. Uh, Tony is a CS2, don't need a backup. <laughs> what about uh, the Phoenix, Gasparini? She says the main is a Hammer 7, the backup is a slingshot. <laughs> Ryan Foster, DM6 is the backup. William Bailey, two stock WGP Black Magic, always my to go. Hold on a second, is Seb still watching? Or has he know. gone out of the chat? Because I keep taking my paper and I'm hiding under the table, crinkling it, because I know he doesn't like the sound of crinkling paper on the microphone. But yet he hasn't been in the studio in a couple of years yet. I still do that. Wow. So uh, there you go, and Seb. And I also refrain from eating hard candy uh, <laughs> the microphone while. I still call it a macaphone. A though. microphone, yeah. A microphone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rob Walker uses an automatic nail gun and a standard auto mag. 
Uh, Steve McGuire, I recognize that picture. Chad Kugel, uh, PE170, and he doesn't need a backup. There you go. Uh, the damn mailman says a main is an EMF 100, a backup is an EMF 100 in a different configuration. Adam Picard says, hey, uh, happy hey. birthday. Autococker, if the timing is off, the autococker, then uh, he adds pumpkin. There you there go. We go. And a lot of people are saying it just depends on what mood they're in or genre of play they're playing. Rick O says Shock Tech Autococker is his main and the uh, 170R is backup. There you go. Wow. 170R is a primary for Moob Bob 13 and his backup is a PM8. Nice. All right. I think that's pretty much all of them. Santos M. Lopez, PGP Pump and a Splatmaster, LOL. Tommy Tulamola, 160R and an XVR. Philip go. Thomas, John Marshall, or PTJM, Tipman A5 Stock. And well, lots of people. You should read the people just because they took the time. Colin Davison, a Geo Cocker with a long, is the long ball king, Josh LaFleur. Main LV2 backup CS3. Jack Creel, main markers of Planet Eclipse GTEC 160R. Backups, he's got a DP Fusion, a Die Rise. Jason Downs, mainly my EMAC over an LV 1.6. Kasa Anwar, double 007. And he's got pictures. Eli Booth, EMAC from my EMAC. John Metcalf, EMF 100, first strike main. Tipman Stormer, TIPX. Jacob Burton, Miami Rage, DSR, Chris Cantel, CS3, don't need a backup. Dylan K, Stock Class Phantom. I'm almost done, guys. Tezzy Smith, play combat scenario in the woods, close up, GSR, and a long distance autococker. Neb Mellis, Splash Camel, VF Tactical, Amir Axum, I can only afford one marker at a time. Whatever, Brady Odell, whatever someone is trying to lend me. Boom. Thanks, guys, there for all your all, right. all your additions. Now, with Josh Zubizabrikis here or not here, I was going to do a lightning round, but I'm going to wait till he comes in here because, you know, as you know, lightning round is an awful lot of work. Uh, and if he's not going to be here to uh, to be a part of it, then we may have to move on. And you know what? He's not going to win prices right anyways, whether he's here or not. That's so true. why don't we play a little bit of prices right tonight? I love oh, it. Oh, boy. Let's. Yeah, I just can't find the bumper. Price oh, okay. is right bumper. Here's <laughs> like, the song. Right, here's the time. Behind the bumper. It's gone. It's missing. Like, yeah. I don't know what you did, Todd, but, like, he was just letting you sit there. He was. Dying. And you know what? No one at home heard it because he was playing a bumper at the time, but I was calling him the bumper king. <laughs> Not so much. Jerkap cuts me off with his bumper. Wow. All right. Really angered him. If you're wondering what a bumper was, that that's it. <laughs> Some people call them stingers. I call them bumpers. All right. So price is right, ladies and gentlemen. We have uh, items that have sold on eBay. They're all in U.S. dollars. You all know how you... Uh, uh, Price is Right works. We're going to go around the horn here. You guys are welcome to post up in the live chat and play along with us and see if any of you guys... Uh, get close to that. Just a quick reminder while you're uh, watching me here, if you guys like this uh, shirt I'm wearing, we have them available on our web store. Go to BehindTheBunker.com and right below the live link there, you'll see our, our, our web store. Click on that and uh, happy shopping. So first up for bid is this. Angel Paintball, a 12 jewel pack. Oh, I miss jewels. Yeah. Because you were made for me and I was made for you. That's right. Well done, you <laughs> jerk. <laughs> Only two people in the world are going to get that. Yeah, um, me, yes, me and Jewel. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, well. Um, all right. So these are custom stickers that would fit on the angel emblem on the marker themselves. There's two prices on them. One says $9.95 on a store label and then 30 bucks, which looks like a garage sale label. What are you guys thinking? Okay. Looking in the chat, you guys are whoa! You guys are already into it. Uh, Wolf at twenty bucks. Kenny Stewart sixteen ninety five. I can't say Kenny Stewart's name without Kenny. <laughs> Kenny. Yeah. Uh, Thomas Bork forty five bucks. 
George Hay, where did he? He's 12.50. Brian Barno, 55. Jeff Thompson, 15. Oh, nice to see Brian Barno in the live chat. Hopefully his... Uh, Which means I see everyone in the live chat? No, no specifically yeah. Brian Barno. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, we were worried about you. Hello, Brian. Yes, hope you had a good weekend. Kalen West says $13 and Mike Thompson says $13. Um, Charles Holton also got the jewel reference. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Gavin, you won last time. What are you thinking? $15, Bob. Okay. Kenny Stewart also says, hello. <laughs> uh, Joe, what are you thinking? Um, I'm going to go as far as saying 1950. Okay. Uh, Dia, uh, DF Emmons in the live uh, YouTube chat says $14. Matt, what are you thinking? I'm going to say a, a dollar a jewel, so $12. 12 bucks. All right. Y'all overbid. 10 bucks. Charles, ah. author Ken, Arthur Kennedy is the closest in the live chat. Ah. Should have went with nine ninety five. <laughs> yes. It took me a second to figure out what this next one was. Uh, maybe you guys... Oh, we're Sorry, I have to find it. There it is. Maybe you guys can uh, figure it out faster than I did. Oh, it's a CP... It's a <laughs> rag remover. A rag. Is it? Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, I thought right. it was a package, but yes, now I see it. Yeah. I, I just like how you said it. it's a CP. <laughs> yeah. So it's a custom paintball CP product uh, rag remover. It's a solid block of aluminum. So you just stick your tank downward facing in that, put that in a vise, and there you go. Make sure your tank is empty first, obviously. Um, Would you advise that? I would vice the, the the block itself, wouldn't you? Maybe I put the vice, and then I would advise that. I would say that facing upwards to the sky, it's and a then lot of Gerald Lavoy forty dollars, Thomas Bork twenty five, Kenny Stewart twenty six ninety five, William Holton forty two forty. Wow, this is flying! Yeah, you William guys got Bailey, some tank removal money here. <laughs> William Bailey three ninety nine a pound. All right. Uh, yeah, that's a lot of billet of aluminum there, or aluminium. aluminium. Gavin, what are you thinking? That's a tough one, Todd. So I'm going to say twenty-five dollars. Twenty-five bucks. Okay, Joe. Um, so someone that knows, but is it only for, is it a universal rag remover or just a CP one? It looks universal. It does look universal. I'm gonna say thirty bucks. What'd you say, Gavin? Twenty-five. Let's say $30. Gavin's going to win me anyway. Okay. I'm going to say, since we all overbid last round, I'm going to say 10 bucks. Oh, look at you. Yeah, look at you. It's called strategy. <laughs> uh, Charles Holton says, you can also hold it steady with your feet. <laughs> That's true. Uh, now that would explain it. I thought I recognized your feet on Feet Finder there, Charles. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a whole page of him just holding <laughs> tanks and wrecks. Yeah. You know, good for him for finding his niche, though. <laughs> There's a lot of people out there that just want to see, you know, feet holding uh, tank vices. <sighs> Actually, I'd just like to see Charles Holden's feet in a vice. Uh, you just want to see the bunions. <laughs> uh, squeeze that goiter. Never the mind. See my feet. They're covered by darn tough socks. Um, this sold for $11.50. Damn! Uh, who got it, Matt? That Matt yeah. playing the percentages and the odds. <laughs> we don't have ludicrous here. <laughs> That's my strategy. Um, okay, this one I got to find. Apologize. Here it is right here. So it's a paintball dynasty oh, the uh, mini cans. Collect yeah. collectible mini, mini can. And before you guys wonder, it's about what, a foot it's desk tall? No, it's desktop. It's... Yeah, we had some. They're about the size of this Corona. So like a foot? About a foot. Yeah, yeah thank you. <laughs> I don't know. So like 12 inches? <laughs> yeah. All right. About 30 centimeters. No, more 10. 10 they're about 10 inches tall because this is 11. So it's about 10 inches tall. That's not six? Nope. Oh, dear God. Let's move on. <laughs> All right. Uh, Matt, you won that. What are you thinking? Let's ho let's have a look here. Brian Barno has uh, Barno cash. He's got 1748 put aside for that. What about Kenny? 2295. Wow. That's roaster's money, baby. Yeah. Gerald looked in his cup holder and got five bucks. <laughs> Adam Cart, 28. <laughs> Albert Hazard, 40 bucks. Yeah. Gavin, what are you thinking? Uh, no. I didn't win. That was uh, Matthew. Yeah. Oh, I thought Matt already bid. No. You All kept right. 
right talking. Well, well you were people. stalling. <laughs> <laughs> He's Googling it now. <laughs> That's right. Uh, fifth, no, $12. $12. C-A-K in the live chat did 15 for you, and Charles did eleven twenty-five. Gavin, what are you doing? $8. Okay. Uh, 13 uh, bucks. Okay. Uh, how do you blow it up? Asked Kaylin West. <laughs> With a, your mouth. <laughs> Buy it and see. I guess you have to buy it and see this sold for twenty bucks. Lisa Weaver with nineteen ninety nine. Look at you. <sighs> this Joe I have to. Ad- yeah. This I have to admit I did not know existed. Easy View Cyclone Feed Housing. Oh, neat. Okay. We saw those. I, I swear. Never seen I, I, when I saw this picture, I was like, "Really? That's cool." We saw those at Paintball Extravaganza once year. Another reason why you should go to the summit. That's right. A small vendor had those in the early days of Paintball Extravaganza. They were pretty cool because you could. Early um, days of Paintball, your, your, or yar, yar, yar. <laughs> George Hayes saying twenty four ninety five. He's usually pretty on point with his Tipman stuff. Nobody asked him. Joe, what do you think in your first bid? Uh, twenty bucks. Okay, and you don't blow this up. Uh, Kenny Stewart forty five ninety five. Barno says twenty four ninety six. Couldn't just get a round number there, Barno. Thirty seven dollars, Albert. Matt, what are you thinking? Oh. Uh... George Hayes says they also break easy. Oh, in that case, $15. Now you can easily view your loader status, low ammo or broken paint. (laughs) At least they're being whatever. Gavin, what are you thinking? Uh, $5, Bob. Okay. Uh, Charles Arthur Kennedy and Gerald in the live chat guessed 20 bucks, and that's exactly what it is, 20 bucks. I am off tonight. What the hell has gone wrong? What did I say? $20. Did I get it right on? Look uh, at yeah, you. Yeah, reaches a Todd's pocket. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Yeah, has to be the right pocket, though. Ew. Um, Is that a roll of quarters? We're just happy to see me. <laughs> dimes, Gavin. They're dimes. Let's go into the laundromat. <laughs> <laughs> you guys. X-Factor autograph poster. Autograph poster. X-Factor? Like, what year? Uh, I don't know. I would say within the last year or two because of the jerseys. All right. Um, who got that last one? Joe, you did. What are you thinking? I don't know, like $8. Jeff Thompson says 15 George Chase is 23 And uh, Charles Holton, 11 Thomas Bork, 7 bucks. Dan Hardy, 19 Matt? I like where George is headed. I'm going to say 20 bucks. Okay, hopefully right to the Lululemon store to get some yoga tights. Uh, Gary says fitty. Kenny Stewart thirty nine or thirty three, and Mike Thompson seventeen. Gavin, what are you thinking? I think only ten for this bad boy. All right, uh, probably forty. Says Gerald. This sold for thirty bucks. Wow. Yes, wow. sir. William Bailey with fifty. Holy cow. All right, I don't know where we are score wise, but I want to get at least this one in because I want to get this one off my desk here. Tactical half face mask, airsoft, oh. Halloween cosplay. Cosplay. Yeah, but it looks like something we've all seen before. Yeah. It also looks like the scene out of uh, Pulp Fiction in the basement of the comic or the, the gun store. <laughs> all right. Who needs to go for this? Matt does because he winned it last time. I done did. Uh, $25. 25 bucks. Uh, I'm not sure where you're getting this from either Amazon or Sheen. Uh, I'm going to say $17. Or Timu now. Timu, yes. That's another thing I won't stop advertising. But look, there's. Oh, there's screws. They're not even rivets. Look at that. Joe, what are you thinking? Adam McCarthy is 85 bucks. What did you say, Matt? 25 William Bailey also calls it the GIMP special. I'm going to call it 28 bucks. Is that too close to you? I don't care. Um, Charles Arthur Kennedy says $25 for the angel eyes, Bob. (laughs) I don't know if it's quite a $30 item, but it's more than $25. $2 and a trip to the emergency room, says Mike Thompson. (laughs) (laughs) All right. This sold for Tezzy Smythe gets it. $30. Wow. What, that Tezzy Smythe got something right? No, that's $30 for a trip to the ER. Yeah, no kidding. 
How are we for score, Matt? Gavin is in third place with one. Joe and I are tied at... No, sorry, Joe... I have oh, three. I've been getting these backwards. I have no, three. you're good. Yeah, no, you're Joe's good. got two. I have three. <laughs> the hell? Okay, whatever. Joe's got three. No, maybe you maybe you got three and I only have two, no, but I, I did. I know I've got two for sure because I'm paying attention to my own end here. Okay, well, then you, you know what? We're going to do one more and this winner takes it then. Oh, Gavin will get it. <laughs> of course he will. Um, remember the plastic shortage of 83? Airgun designs warp feed. This is uh, this replacement part. It says, or? yeah, it says uh, paintball parts lot. So there's three, mm. uh, three warp feeds there. That's questionable. Two. Yeah. Uh, two. And you know what? I don't. I'm just trying to see because I know I wrote this down. There's one that's missing. The one on the right has a disconnected wire has been ripped out. The one on the right or the one at the bottom is just a box of parts. And the one on the left, uh, they, it's not working. It's not powering up. So is that worth anything? And if so, how much did someone pay for it? Oh. Too much. Whoever bought it, it's warped. <laughs> George Hay says 32 bucks. Wow. Yeah. I don't know what the George Hay does for a living, but... Uh, I think he still has that stimulus money. I think so. Mike Thompson, seventy-five. Gerald every Lloyd, time I think of Charles holding one hundred seventy-five dollars. Every time I think of him, I get the stimulus money too. <laughs> All right, movement into my jeggings. <laughs> I thought I could see that. All right, who's bidding first? Let's see, Joe. You're you're breaking the tie here. Yeah, I'm gonna say thirty-four dollars. Thirty-four dollars. All right, Matt. Fifty. Okay. Tezzy Smythe says pass, but you have to bid. Yeah, Tezzy. Gary Raddy says uh, 58. William Bailey, 79. Uh, what are you thinking? 20 bucks. Wow. Uh, DF Emmons says $17 on Wish for those goggles. This sold for $125. I guess if you have a warp feed and you need parts, this is worth something. It's a niche thing, right? So. Yep. Yeah. And that plastic, you can melt it down and make yourself some GT frames, and there you go. You do something. You do something. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Behind the Bunkers Paintball Podcast. If you're new to the Paintball Podcast, thank you for checking it out. You can download this anywhere that you get Paintball Podcasts from. You don't have to watch it on YouTube or Facebook. Uh, most of you guys are finding us on Spotify, Amazon Music, iTunes, uh, do they even call it iTunes anymore? I'm so far off of that. Apple, Apple Music. Music. Apple Music, thank you. And uh, Google Play. So thank you guys. I listen on Spotify, so that's where I get mine. So thank you guys for listening. What we're going to do is, if you're watching us on Facebook right now, we're going to say farewell to you, and we're going to continue to broadcast over on YouTube. If you guys want to continue to join us, head on over to YouTube. You can find us uh, by going to BehindTheBunker.com. Our live link is right there. So thank you to Gavin and Joe and Matt. And uh, for being on the show. And thank you guys for watching and listening at home. We'll see the rest of you guys over in the after show. Don't be a freeloader. If you liked what you hear, make sure to hit the share button below. Also follow us on our social media outlets like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, ICQ, and now MySpace. If you want to join the conversation, post your comments and we might read them on the show. It's The show is basically over. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys for tuning in. Did it even start? <laughs> um, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but we've been posting on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube Shorts, and all of the social media platforms. We've been taking little digestibles from the show and putting them out there for you guys to watch. Uh, much teasers, if you will. Teasers. Uh, uh, what are they called? Uh, Amuse bouches, if you will. Amuse <laughs> bouche. <laughs> oh, they're um, French like. Like uh, like the last one we put out, uh, Joe was commenting on Taylor Smith, and uh, Taylor Smith, and uh, how her career has changed exponentially. I had to write that down. <laughs> All right. Oh, you weren't here for that show. I was, that was not. Joe had a stroke mid 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 <laughs> mid show, and yeah. So there's uh, anytime we have any sort of mishaps, or whatever, they're up there. So head okay. out, head and check check them out. Oh, thanks. Um, you're proud of me. My wife put on the silly football game yesterday, and. 
I watched a little bit of it. That's good. It, yeah. It, I thought Buffalo was going to win it for the first little bit. Yep. No, it was close. You in the first half? Um, I wa- Yeah, I watched mostly the first half, and then, yeah. <laughs> what was that? Sorry, I missed your it's comment. It's a meme reference. Don't okay. Me. All right. So whatever. So, there, so yeah, I, I quite enjoyed that. But that's where I kept seeing Taylor Smith. Like, whenever they didn't have um, anything to talk about, they zoom in on that. And, yeah. And Travis Kelsey's brother with his shirt off and stuff. It was a... Uh, Pretty well oh, done. Talk about it's lower. I thought it was Bert Krishner. What's his name? Bert Krishner. Krishner. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the podcast that I usually. I I, I enjoy the uh, the Two Bears podcast with those guys. They have a bit of a franchise. They um, they built out a podcast studio and they have like six or seven shows out of there. They share the same producers. They use different sets, but the same control the control area. And they do professional stuff out of there. I, I, that's kind of where I was mimicking some of the stuff that I was talking to you guys about before. Okay. Um, but I thought that, yeah, I thought these shorts would be a good idea, and hopefully you guys are enjoying them. Certainly our TikTok numbers are going up, but I wasn't posting on TikTok, so I don't even think we've broken a thousand yet. But uh, hopefully we'll get there soon. Yeah. Oh well. Anything else that we need to talk about? Now, oh, that football game, by the way, before yes. I change subject, yes. or we change subject, was that winner goes to Super Bowl? No, that's the uh, uh, winner okay. goes to the Correct. Div- you're you're absolutely right, Tom. Well, I, that's what I honestly no, thought. No, winner goes to the division. So there's like an, a West and an East or an AFC and an NFC. So this the winner of that game goes to the divisional playoff. Then the winners of each of the divisional playoffs play together in the Super Bowl. Yeah. So who's who are the so Chiefs playing? The Chiefs in the divisional playoff. They're playing San Francisco. No, they're playing Baltimore Ravens next week. The Ravens? Wow. I think the Ravens, I believe they're playing. That's for you, Brian Barno, by the way. He asked if behind me there was a uh, a boombox. The Chiefs are playing the Ravens next Sunday at 3 p.m. And then the Detroit Lions and the 49ers are playing at 6.30 next Sunday. I don't normally follow football, but go Lions. Yeah, this is the first time in like their franchise history they've got this far so i think it's, yeah. it's it would have been nice for the bills to win just because they took all that time shoveling no the fans did fans did 20 bucks now sorry not food. their fans they're mafia i was hearing bills about mafia, their yeah. bills mafia. mafia i did not know that that was a thing yeah, well, there was no white folding table safe near that field that's true there was no what sorry the white folding tables they were not safe anywhere near <laughs> that field why they do they like to smash them? Yeah, they jump, they dive off the roof of their cars and tailgates onto the onto the onto these folding tables. That's a sort of a Bill's mafia a thing. Yes, I I I would like to see more tailgating at paintball fields. You know, you when we're really drink. No, not not for that reason, but like when you and I were down at. SC Village, yeah. people were tailgating in the parking lot. And by tailgating, I'm, I'm not talking about the booze end of it. I'm talking about food. They had tables out. They had barbecues going. Hibachis? Uh, yeah. The smell of charcoal was in the air. Yeah. Egg salad. Mm. Warming in, in the sun. In California. Dashboard heat. cheese. <laughs> Slowly I'm fermenting on. <laughs> I'm still alive, damn it. Yeah. Probably why you never got COVID. <laughs> Your body was immune to the cheese. <laughs> yeah, but wouldn't that be great if you, you know, I guess people in Canada don't do it as much, but it'd be nice to go to a big game and see guys in the parking lot with their hibachis and stuff going. You know, when with we were the brats. Yeah. Well, when we were down at Super Game, there was a lot of large teams, like scenario teams of yeah. like 20 plus, and they had a cook, a designated cook, and that's what they did all day. And he was back there grilling up sausages and, and stuff and feeding some other teams. I think they had a deal with certain teams where they each chipped an X amount of bucks and they would bring enough food. Bring enough to, food. That's pretty cool. Well, yeah. isn't that what uh, Ryan Sexton's job is? Sneaky Pete's. Yeah. Sneaky Pete's. But now he's running. Now he's now he's doing <laughs> scenario. He's more of a scenario promoter now. But I think he does. He does do food at certain events. Just as well. F- just an FYI, uh, there's somebody watching the after show and said, Todd can shut up now. <laughs> he didn't bring any food. <laughs> I brought a cooler full of drinks and snacks. I, they just didn't make it into my vehicle. <laughs> yes. I had lettuce. 
<laughs> the the lettuce so and Joe's going to start a trend for you guys, and and maybe I shouldn't let it out of the bag because it's sort of his thing. But if you if you guys go to the grocery store and buy a, a head of lettuce and put it in your cooler, then when you pull it out at lunch, you have like a you eat it like an apple, and it's like a nice cool snack, <laughs> <laughs> almost a garden treat, if you will. And the sound is nice. Someone <laughs> gnawing on a head of lettuce, that's always nice. <laughs> Why do you got to be like that? <laughs> exactly. Next time, you I brought, better bring I brought, food. I brought, I brought peanuts. Cooler. I brought a bag of peanuts. Are you a squirrel? <laughs> I was, thought it was, sitting, salt I was sitting in my chair eating peanuts out of a scenario of game. <laughs> in the I, other hand. I went, no, I, was, I knew, I, and I knew I was going to the game. I thought, I'm going to get some of those nice, fresh Portuguese buns. So I bought some lettuce. I bought some cheese. I bought some meat. I opened the bun. I put in cheese, meat, lettuce, and I was eating it's pretty great. Kind of why Joe wears hoodies a lot of times. It's lettuce pockets. Lettuce pockets. <laughs> in the front. <laughs> That's Harry okay. Two in your pouches. Yeah, two heads of lettuce, yes. Could you bring a sandwich tray to a big game? If you had a way to refrigerate it. If you had a proper cooler, yeah. If you had yeah. a proper... Sometime in my lifetime, I'm going to get like a sprinter van. I'm going to turn it into like a, a camper with a shower in it, but it's also going to have a, a probably an eight-foot-long hanging thing with all my camouflage and my vest and my boots and my goggles and it will be able to sleep in it and the tank can come out and then it will have a refrigerator in it. A charcuterie area? A charcuterie area. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I don't see why you couldn't have charcuterie Thank and you. have sandwiches. I would like a fridge that's not very tall but very wide so I can put charcuterie trays in you there. You should be <laughs> able to. You, and a freezer. You, you, free, you could have a freezer in it as yeah. well for your shrimp rings and smoked salmon. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah. For afterwards, we could you have some straw, some um, orange juice, and, and sparkling wine. You can have mimosas. I think his biggest. his van that he's talking about, by judging by his menu, is actually like a like a Prevost van, like a bus, because that's the kind of food that you get on one of those tour I'm, buses. All I'm hearing this is just a food truck. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't, I haven't pictured. <laughs> We're not open. This is just for me. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Why is food at those big games so good, though? And I think that's right. Like, we did it. We, we didn't do it all that well, but, like, you got to have proper snacks and foods. I yeah. went up the day before because I, I was doing something, so I didn't actually have the opportunity to go. I, I, I envisioned myself hitting up a Walmart or something and buying yeah. some groceries. I just, for some reason, I never did, and I was ill-prepared for it. So thank, thank you to all of you. For the donation of the warm cheese. If yeah, if you're not staying over the the evening before, that's a really early start typically to go to a big game, right? So yeah. you eat your breakfast, whether that's drive through or at home, and by the time the game rolls around, that's been multiple hours since you've eaten. Yeah, Plus for sure. you're running around, you're like I mean, you're exerting energy, so you need you need the snacks, the snacks and the meals, right? Yeah. I'd like to take a granola bar with me on the field as well, because it's something that is hard and crumbly, and even if you do fall on it or something you're not going to make a mess because it's in a package and you can sort of wedge it up underneath your goggle to True. to just chomp on it as you're going along or even you know Protein beef jerky would be and, a yeah. good idea too i don't do that but it would be a neat idea to bring some beef jerky up there yeah there's nothing like being hiding in long tall grass and todd's beside you crumpling his granola bar <laughs> to get a bit and a string and a, a, a whatever a laser beam of paint comes at your head you just but, hear him gnawing on Turkey, but the opposing team is, is listening a turkey for leg? Twi turkey leg, yes, big ass turkey leg. You oh, can jam it up your smoker. We could smoke drumsticks. Oh. But the other team is listening for twig sticking, not packaging. Yeah, opening. that's true. And they're yeah, you guys are idiots. You're listening for twigs cracking. <laughs> <laughs> listening for Todd and his granola. My lunch bag had Velcro on it. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Oh, well. All right. Well, we should probably end this here. Uh, thank you to all of you guys that are listening to us and uh, certainly downloading us uh, every week to, to, to listen as a podcast. Uh, it, it means a lot. Um, Karen, I know you're listening at home. I'll make sure I send a snack home with Gavin, a, a, a drink and snack all in one. So hopefully you enjoy Ooh. that. <laughs> I know where you're going that. with that. <laughs> yeah. Gavin, thanks for being on the show tonight. Great to be here, folks. Thank you so much for your support of this program. I don't know why you do, but we appreciate you. Uh, whether you're downloading it in podcast form or watching us live or in Rewind, we appreciate everybody signing in each and every week to support this little show we call Behind the Bunker. Yeah, yeah. Next week, 
Uh, our topic, according to uh, Brian Barno, is uh, what is your favorite on-field playing snack? That's a good one. I like that. We'll we'll do that for next week, Brian. And um, yeah, thank thank you, Joe, for for showing up. At least you showed up, right, Josh? Yes. Thanks for t- <laughs> thanks everyone for tuning in and sharing with us. Your, your markers, your backup markers, and we're going to look forward to reading your favorite on-field playing snack, courtesy of Brian Barno's Tasty Treats. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there we go. Uh, thank you, Matt, for pushing all the buttons. I may have won Price is Right, but Gavin has won our hearts. Correct. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So hearts they say. Hearts and minds. Thanks, guys, for listening. We'll see you next week.